0: Coming to you from Helping Our Music Evolve in Nashville, this is The Quinn Spin.
1: Hey now,
0: and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn, and I'm here live, at least recording live, at Helping Our Music Evolve here in Nashville, otherwise known as home. Happy to be here, proud to be a homie. And proud to bring you today's show. Happy July, everybody, by the way. It is the first of July, the first Monday of July, and I have joining me right across from me is Lord Goldie. She is a hip-hop artist, Nashville native here, and we're going to talk about everything Lord Goldie today. We're going to talk about her influences, we're going to talk about her background and how she sees this whole scene evolving. So, thank you for joining us, by the way. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I ask every guest of the show three standard questions, and those questions are, and answer them however you like, who are you, what do you do, and why on earth would you want to come on the Quinn Spin?
2: <laughs> all right. Well, my name is Laura Goldie. A lot of people know me as Charisma. I am a hip-hop artist slash songwriter slash audio engineer sometimes slash manager slash all around just plugger <laughs> around, <laughs> the, around the city. Um... And yeah, I, shoot, why I want to be on here? Because I like platforms like these and I appreciate you for having me, so. Absolutely. Happy to have you. You
0: know, and I'm very interested, you know, we were talking offline about, you know, everybody who's been on the show to this point in its current run has come from somewhere else Mm -hmm. other than Nashville, you know, within within the past few years or several years, you've been here your entire life. Yes. So you've gotten to see the city grow in ways that none of us have. So I'm really right. intrigued by that, you know, mm-hmm. and also intrigued by, you know, how what's happening here might have implications everywhere else. So we have we have plenty to talk about, but before we do that, I want to get to the root of who you are. <laughs> okay. And so let's talk about, let's start from the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. background influences, you know, what were the things that really drove you toward music and made you want to pursue this? Um,
2: mostly I would say my parents, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up with uh, the mom that, you know, cleaned up every Saturday with the music plan and she played everything from Michael Jackson to the Isley brothers, to the Sugar Hill gang, to the Torres B.I.G., Tupac, you know, everything. So music influenced me from the get go. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got into poetry and outside of poetry, I started writing my own lyrics at the age of nine. So I just kept on writing and writing and writing until I got to high school and I joined my first, uh, rap group. Mm-hmm. So we was like the Nashville Wu-Tang. It was so many of us. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No doubt. It was like 30 some of us, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 of us really actually rapped and got on a song. And, uh, yeah, after that, after high school, I took a year off. Then I went to SAE. Mm-hmm. I graduated from SAE. Um, at this time, I, I got into some trouble. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I went away for about three and a half years and I spent a lot of that time reading and writing. And So when I came home, I got back to it mm-hmm. and released my first project in 2014 and I ain't never looked back.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how, how did that time and and those challenges really, how did that shape you? How did that shape your perspective? So when you came out, you really you know focused on putting out work, you know, and how did it inform the work that you put out?
2: Well, I mean, I make music about uh, my life situations mm-hmm. and other people's because I feel like you know, if you're wise enough, you learn from other people's situations also. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, man, just sitting down, having that time to think and just realize, yeah, I, I got to let this part of my life go mm-hmm. and, and change for the better. And I got people who are rooting for me. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my producers, Kid Dynamite, I used to talk to him all the time. He used to be like, yeah, we are waiting for you when you come home, let's gear up let's go you know and uh had a little when i came home i just i was focused but i wasn't Mm -hmm. i got right back in the party scene you know i was still young Mm -hmm. stupid (laughs) (laughs) but more wiser than i was you Mm -hmm. know and so um i i I actually okay i lied i dropped my first video in 2013 Mm -hmm. and then i dropped my first project in 2014 Mm -hmm. so It was a lot of ups and downs with it because i felt like the project i dropped at that time was ahead of its time Uh uh-huh so like if i went to do some of those songs today redo them put new verses on them they'll still be like relevant you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so i feel like maybe my second project i should drop that first because it was more like more trap stuff in it and people wanted to hear that because i guess you know it was part of my lifestyle for a while but Mm -hmm. you know it didn't shape It didn't shape me.
0: So now you've moved to more of a trap conscious Mm -hmm. type of style, you know, rooted in the trends of of current hip hop, right? But with more world aware subject matter, more world aware content. So I want to go a little deeper into that and just find out some of the topics that you feel are important to really put forward in the music and how you bring those across.
2: Right. Okay. So basically um, it's a big message to the youth, like telling them, you know I've been there done that you know part of my uh it's about 2012 2013 I spent time with an organization going into jails and uh reaching out to juveniles and telling them well, I've been there I've done that you know what I'm saying it's fun while it's lasted but once you in that cell and somebody telling you what to do 24 7 it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. and everybody that was there with you you know before you went in that you spent money on or did whatever with they not there anymore Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm saying so you gotta grasp the situation to where you have to if you're doing it and you're making money for it save your money and put it towards something Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying don't just be out here just spending your money on girls cars and clothes because that stuff is it's liability liabilities. It's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So that's my message. Like, do something with yourself. Do something with your life. It's too many opportunities out here now mm-hmm. for us to be. It's not the '90s anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not the early 2000s. Like we have social media, and the kids are thriving off that. Use that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So it's it's multiple messages behind it, but you know that's my main message right there. Like, do something with
0: it. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting you mentioned that because there are so many ways to reach people now that maybe you know you didn't have back mm-hmm. the industry just changed so much yes the creative industry in general and just being able to get a message out there being able to share content being able to reach more people in more places right. you know i think it's something even like this show and 20 years ago it wouldn't exist exactly <laughs> right exactly, because yeah. because what would have the what would the platform have been you, you know i mean the internet was in its infancy <laughs> you know yeah. and it was you know dial up and you know you got the the dial Ooh, up noises kind of <laughs> worst noise ever yep <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking like three days to upload the show, you know, exactly. you know, but now you have so many opportunities, so many ways to reach people and to be reached, you mm-hmm. know, and so it, it's just interesting to see how the industry's evolved and you no longer even need to rely on somebody to give you the opportunity right now you can you can create your own opportunity through social media, you can build mm-hmm. your own relationships through social media And really, really change your own game and and change your own fortunes just by being diligent about it, just by being consistent about it, you know. And I think the landscape not only online has changed, but in the case of where we are currently in Nashville, you know, over Mm -hmm. the past 20 years certainly has changed. And being a native, you've gotten to see that firsthand. So from your perspective, um, both in a general sense, but also musically, you know, how has Nashville evolved to be more collaborative be what it is today as opposed to 10 15 20 years ago in your eyes
2: i feel like more doors are opening you know in the next five years it's going to be known for as what it's always been the music city but more multi-genres like it's going to be so many i can't say so many superstars but a lot of people who are giving a name to the city Mm -hmm. besides country you know and then you know they got door they had doors for country gospel and a little bit of Mm r&b you know what i'm saying folklore americana whatever you want to call it but i you're going to see more r&b soul pop hip-hop you know and all the other sub genres like come up and rise up out of here Mm -hmm. like that's my prediction it's a beautiful thing it's a love hate thing because you know the gentrification thing is going on and still going on and Mm -hmm. It's a love-hate thing. Like, you know, some places are a little bit safer. Some places aren't. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's just like the the rent is so high. Yep. People are not making enough money to live here to do anything with their life. Some of the people, you know what I'm saying? And then most of us who are like me, like I got to have like two or three mm-hmm. incomes at least. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And it's tiring, but we just got to do it to stay afloat.
0: Well, exactly you know yeah. everybody most of the people i've met had some kind of day job mm-hmm. you know and it might have nothing to do with music you know yeah and that's just that's just the nature of it you know there's the classic tale of the starving artist right and yeah. how you know when you're starting out especially and when you're trying to build that brand around what you do it's so hard to generate you know an income you know that you can live off of you know mm-hmm. so so many people here like and this is the thing like people think that they're going to move here and they're immediately going to start getting paid and gig, gigs and it's just going to work out for them and it's going to be all rainbows and puppies. But the fact is like, you're going to come here and you're going to grind and right. you're going to grind for years, right. you know, because everyone else around you is grinding for years. Right. And it takes a willingness to just outlast all these other factors around you. Mm-hmm. Right. To, actually get to a point where that is your main source of income to where what you're creating is what you wake up and do every single day unimpeded by other professions or or what have you You yeah you know i think again you know a lot of people come here and just think it's going to be that easy you know it's Mm -hmm. it's chasing the nashville dream but
2: and they come down here with like resumes like i work mm-hmm. with bruno mars i work with mm-hmm. john legend i work with Patty bill i work with this this that and the other mm-hmm. and you know i find myself in co-writes working with people who work with whitney houston and and uh, brian mcknight and all type of people like that but they still on the same grind like everybody else mm-hmm. is you know uh they might can get us in certain places we wouldn't normally get in ourselves but The grind is still the grind, no matter who you are. Like, Nashville, like, has a way of of just leveling people out. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you're good for this job, cool. I don't care Mm -hmm. where you've been or if you're good for it, we hire you for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: and everybody's regular people, mm -hmm. you know? Everybody's regular people trying to pay their bills, trying to do different things. You know, I've had the chance to talk to and interview artists who – you know, making music isn't their primary thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not their primary source of income. It might be what you know them for, but, you know, they might be driving Lyft. They might be interior designers. They might right. they might be doing anything. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, even these people who have, you know, worked so closely, you know, with, with big names, you know, they're still constantly having to hustle, you know. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an industry here, but you have to, I think, also have, you know, an open mind as far as the ways that you're going to bring in that income to support Mm -hmm. the brand. Right. It's not just about, you know, you make a hit record, you sell a million copies anymore that those days are gone unless you're Taylor Swift or, you know, really at that upper echelon. Right. Exactly. But, you know, through merchandising, through crowdfunding, through Mm -hmm. just offering services, becoming really skilled at photography or graphic design, social media, (laughs) you know, and making sure that your work is quality and can really hold up, Mm-hmm. among the best of the best right you know like you have to have an open mind to be willing to learn those skills and put them all mix them into the pot
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know and i think again you know if you're just coming here you might not realize that right away you right. know of all the different steps you have to take but all the different avenues that you have available to you mm-hmm. to make this happen to make the dream work you know i just you know i want to of course let people know that it's not as pretty and easy as it seems <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> A lot of the time. You, know, you know, I mean, you're always putting your best out there, right? <laughs> right like right. you always want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward out there on on the internet, just like everyone else does professionally or personally. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but it really like it's not that simple.
2: It's you, not. you know and I always say like I should have stuck to plan one of the instruments I started to play, because uh, if you're a player here in Nashville, you can thrive. Mm-hmm. Like You probably have like four or five gigs in one day, but at least you're getting paid to do something you love, because drummers, guitarists, it don't matter what you playing, like this is the music city. They're going to put you on that stage and you're going to instantly get paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a good thing about it. But like I said, you're going to work your ass off. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Can I
2: cuss? I oh, absolutely. It's, okay. the it's, a, it's, it's a Wild West. <laughs> okay. we're,
0: we're not regulated by anything. We're okay, good. cool, cool. Yeah. Just making
2: sure. <laughs> I didn't ask when we started, so yeah. I just, you know.
0: You, you sure. wouldn't believe how many times I've had someone on the show just over the years and, like, they they let one fly and then they're just like, wait, can I do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going back to edit that. You know, I, got, I, I have bigger yeah. problems. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But, but I think the thing is, too, like, you know, as long as you're showing up and doing good work and mm-hmm. you're doing it for the right reasons, people are going to want to work with you. Right. And then, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's so easy here because people are on that level playing field, mm-hmm. regardless of who they work with. You know, they're, they're regular people. You know, I think it makes it easy to build relationships in a sense, as long as you're showing up and doing the right things. Being a presence, you know, and, and going out and making sure you're building those relationships and mm-hmm. that you're offering something back yeah curious to know how that's worked for you here you know as you've grown as an artist and okay as a brand.
2: gotcha gotcha yeah. okay um it has worked a lot mm-hmm. a lot of relationships a lot of places like i wouldn't be here inside a home mm-hmm. as a member right if i didn't go out and just come across things and be like oh let's go here because uh, getting here took uh me going to the ec and um having a meeting with Jordan and Jeremy uh, at Root Note and um, seeing them out again and Logan being with them and Logan giving me a brochure and then I'm checking it out and I'm just like, okay, well, let me go
3: mm-hmm. check
2: this out. And then, you know, I've been a member a little over a year. Um, I play with a band named Muja.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Me going out to uh, a night every Wednesday night called The Night Owl and meeting mm-hmm. this girl named Eris, which is a beautiful singer. She was their lead singer at first. But she was kind of, she had stage fright. Mm-hmm. So the guitarist reached out to me and was like, hey, we got, you know, we need some lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, we got the music. We just need some lyrics. Uh-huh. So we practiced and I just decided to shoot my shot. Like, hey, you guys want to play with me? And it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being with them opened some doors to like, I played I play the Nashville Independent industry music wars last year mm-hmm. and i couldn't have done that without a band mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um uh, like city winery like uh it's a bunch of places that i wouldn't play like i played the flamingo uh last week mm-hmm. i would never play that without the band mm-hmm. you know so and shoot beating Joko, uh doing pop off nashville like man just everything that i've been doing if i stayed in my bubble if, a few years ago i was damn near ready to quit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But then I met those guys and they changed my perspective and how to go about this Nashville thing. So it was just either quit or move somewhere else. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I met those guys and like hearing us play this past week compared to when we first started, we came such a long way yeah. and they took my music set to another level. So it's just like, man, I couldn't be in the house just woulda, coulda, shoulda, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? Without getting out and meeting people and I wouldn't be here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly right. You know, that's a good point too. You know, I, I mean, for me, you know, creating all this content, I have to remind myself, hey, I need to go out too. Because mm-hmm. that's where the energy is. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where you're going to meet people and like people are able to put that face to face. There's only mm-hmm. so much you can do. Promoting your stuff on the internet. There's only right. so much you can do creating content before you actually have to step out there and just you know boots on the ground. Yeah. Meet people, build those relationships, and just keep showing up, keep supporting other people. You exactly. Know? If you're not playing, go out. You know, see somebody else play. You know, see, right. see a friend play. Go make a new friend. You know, somebody maybe you heard of you haven't had a chance to check out yet. Exactly. You know, and that's that's where things really start to turn around. You know, if you're feeling stuck, you know, mm-hmm. step outside. Right. You know, don't just, you know, kind of sit behind the laptop or spend all your time in the studio, like step outside. Exactly. Go meet people, <laughs> you know, go meet people, go be involved, go immerse yourself in the music. Exactly. You know, that's, I think, one of the most important things and things, you know, something that I think a lot of people miss. a lot of the time. It is. And hip hop is a tricky business. Mm-hmm. Like
2: we do a lot of uh, play to pay. Yeah. But after I... Have <laughs> mm-hmm. to uh, I mean,
0: you gotta sell tickets and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: even just buy your spot. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. now, like with the band, it's like you're getting paid now. We're getting paid now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like not every gig we come across, but it ain't like me being by myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to South by. How much is this like oh, Okay, it's a show over here in Louisiana. How much is this lot? Like? Right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like it's me and the band. Now mm-hmm. we we need traveling. We need you know all our expenses like. They need stuff. I need stuff. Like, it's it's way different now. It's just, mm-hmm. it's going to get better, too.
0: So. Yeah. 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 And I think it's pre- presented as more of a live performance experience that way, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense of, hey, here's this full band, you know? Right. They're coming here, and they're providing this eclectic night of music, and they're really putting on a show. Exactly. You know? And, you know, that's, I think, different from the traditional pay-to-play opening spot, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense of, okay, you get up there for 20 minutes, and then... On the next one, onto, right? You know, there's like six right. or seven of you before the main act, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, like I always, I always kind of question like the value of that kind of opening slot, right? Because like it's just a money game, it, yeah. And yeah. like so many, you know, so many bands back home are like, oh, we're opening for the, or we've opened for this band, this band, this band. And it's like, but you're still opening for them three, mm-hmm. four years later. Like, what has it done for you?
3: Right.
0: You know, as opposed to actually going out, and really like building that name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and really figuring out what your service is that you offer mm-hmm. and offering that, right. you know, I, I feel like a, a lot of bands, artists, just musical acts of all genres and disciplines, like they fall into that trap of, oh, I'm opening for this band that was famous in the 90s. It's obviously going to get me famous. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, you're being used to sell tickets because that band's struggling to sell 100 tickets. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like bring 20 of your friends or you don't play, yeah. y- you know, and it's, it is. It's a money game and it's, I mean, it, it really, especially in small markets everywhere, you know, not, mm-hmm. you know, not music minded markets. It's really kind of, in my opinion, a plague on the whole thing, because, right, right, you know, right. it really, and, and it, a lot of people end up really jaded from that. It, it just, it just kind of clouds their vision of what they want, you know, because they've been promised this opportunity for the exposure or whatever, and right. they've kind of been left out to dry, Yeah, you know, and it's, it, it is, it's, it, it is a money game, you know, mm-hmm. it's a wicked game too. And I just, you know. I hate to see it. You know, I hate to see somebody just fall into that trap over and over again. Right. You know, um, but so let's talk about the music a little bit. Uh, okay. Recently put out a couple singles. Hello uh, came out, and then with mm-hmm. uh, Taryn uh When You Ready just dropped. And that one, man, that's like a slow jam. I was <laughs> <That's Yeah. like, laughs> yeah. to it, I'm like, you got to light a couple candles when you listen to this one. But,
2: exactly. That was our uh, main focus on that one. Like, mm-hmm. I've always put out music, and, you know, you look at my uh, analytics and. Um, you know, my the the numbers, mm-hmm. they always been high up in the males. Yeah. But now when I draw When You Ready, all the females is jumping on. I say, okay, that's where I need to be at mm-hmm. then because they playing the hell out
0: of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you find where you're not and then you go there, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, like, but but it's, to me, the music's very interesting because there are so many different styles to play there. Like you definitely, I think in both of those tracks, I just mentioned, Hello and When You Ready. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a jazz, like you know, undertone there. Yeah. You know, there's definitely it's definitely rooted in jazz and then you have all these other Terrence vocal on um, When You're Ready is, you know, pop, R and B like is like sweetly sung yeah. Pop R and B vocal. And then you come in, you know, with the hip hop verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it, it really is this fusion and this you know, all these ideas kinda coming together in the pot. Yeah. Which I think speaks to the current musical landscape and mm-hmm. a lot of the musical landscape. Here in Nashville, in particular, because there's such a collaborative energy, you know, where nobody's trying to stay in a box, you know, and you as an artist the same way, you know, yeah. you're always trying to push that envelope and not stay in one box. So, right. talk about that process and just what it's like to collaborate with all these different artists and what they bring to the table and to your vision overall. Gotcha.
2: Well, basically, uh, it's not no one way for me. Right. Like, it's a vibe thing. Mm-hmm. Um the process for me and Taryn, like we was just trying to figure it out and my producer wasn't able to make the session so he sent to us a bunch of tracks and um so we was listening to him and when we came across that track we was like yeah that's it that's mm-hmm. it right there yeah. so um struggling to find words we just went in the booth and i was just like you just come up with some melodies and she did that and i went up there and did the same thing and we lived with it for a little while, and then we came back. She laid her verse down, I laid my verse down, and she, we went back and forth trying to determine what the hook was, so we eventually got that part out mm-hmm. and uh, lived with it again, and I came back with a verse, and then I was like, what you wanna do after that? She was just, just put the hook, and we'll be done. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. So it, it was like a few days apart, On that process, Mm -hmm. like we just took our time with it. You know what I'm saying? As far as for how low, um, I was sitting at uh my keyboardist's house. Mm -hmm. His he go by the name of Nate Melville, and Mm -hmm. my drummer was there too, Yuri Thames, and we was just coming up with stuff, and they were just going from beat to beat so when they started making that one i was just getting excited because i already had like sometimes i'd be sitting at home and i get on youtube and i find like some reference tracks to write to Mm -hmm. so you know when i was when i told them that was the kind of track i was looking for it didn't come out the way but it came out doper so Mm -hmm. i was like you know i locked myself in the studio for about and i was in there all night i, I knocked out four songs and Halo just happened to be one of them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying since i already had the track knocked it out and i was like we were supposed to put out this song called dreaming
3: mm-hmm.
2: um the date how low was supposed to come out. i was like man we need to go high low and they was just like well come on man yeah it's a bop let's do it mm-hmm. so i went in the studio um mixed it mastered it myself and uh, put it out through uh command shift
0: Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know it's just that authentic vibe of you know what i was gonna go this way but Mm -hmm. i need to go this way you know sometimes you're just feeling like you know what no this makes a lot more sense right now in this moment you know as, as far as what you're gonna put out and when being informed of the process that a lot of artists go through you know sometimes they say hey gonna come out with this single next and then like Two months later, they come out with another one before. It's like, oh, well, what changed? You know, right. it's it, it's just that feeling of, no, this is the one that needs to come out right now.
2: Exactly, because the beginning of this year, I had my whole year laid out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've been wanting to do. I've been doing, almost been doing a single a month. I mean, sometimes it'd be, I, I think I took a break for my birthday month. Mm-hmm. And uh, January got skipped. But it's been a single month besides those two months. And um, I had my whole year laid out. For mm-hmm. my graphic designer to go by the name of Kyle Wolfen, and had it all laid out for the year. He's like, Yeah, you got a plan. But then little did you know, them plans got to change. We're gonna go mm-hmm. with this song. Like he he's a busy guy. So if I had laid it out for a year and mm-hmm. all those uh graphics was done for mm-hmm. the year, I would have never switched it up. Yeah. But as we going, it's going as we going. So if I switched it up said, Hey, I'm going to do this instead of this, and it's not done yet, and he doesn't have an idea, then we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's cool with that, so I yeah. appreciate him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's always good like, to just kind of have that plan ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So you have what you need for whenever you need it. You right. know, Because in the creative world, things change. It you does. Know? Our minds change constantly, yes. <laughs> you know? So yes. – it's always good to just have different things ready, you know, even with content, you know, so let's say there's a piece of content and, you know, that we're working on right. and, oh, it's not ready. Well, I have something else ready to go. Right. I have another thing that I can review that I can just plug in there quick. And then when we're ready for this thing, we're ready for this thing. Exactly. You know, you don't want to rush. I, I even hate to say perfection because nothing's perfect. And that's what's so great about what we do. Right. But you don't want to rush a good thing, you right. know, before it's time, before, before it's ready to, Make its way into the world.
2: Exactly. You
0: know, I want to talk about the graphics actually because you're very deliberate about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, as far as the branding goes, and I think this is a very important lesson for anyone listening to to take note of. You mm-hmm. know, is making sure everything's on point in terms of branding and everything looks and feels like you as an artist authentically. Yes. So, talk about talk about your choice there and how deliberate that is to stick with the same artist. And to make sure that everything's consistent across the board.
2: Man, for everybody listening, just go follow Kyro Wolf on Instagram, K Y R O W O L F. He is amazing, he yo. Is. Like he 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 did my first um he did my first tape, you know, and mm. it was cool. But I was always in love with his illustrations. So he he make, he kind of made my picture like a, a you know illustration have you said the damn word
0: <laughs> like a caricature yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah
2: so um over the years just like me dropping stuff and he just like um he's one of those persons who one of those people who are um in the industry and that constantly doing stuff and he feels like a lot of ninety percent of the stuff isn't cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I give him and like other people around me that he's real close to, Mm uh, we give him a chance to do some cool stuff. So I might send him a song. He'd be like, Yo, let me get the cover for I said, "Wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Am I gonna ever tell you no? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, um Sometimes I have an idea like for the trap conscious I had an idea um mm-hmm. by using uh sacred geometry and everything that that went inside the pyramid it was kind of like you know things I love some of my vices you know everything that come with the trap conscious scene mm-hmm. so he took that and delivered it, delivered it beautifully mm-hmm. um how Low was his idea it came out great risk was his idea mm-hmm. um the cover for me and Taryn was something he already did previously but I told him I was like um so I said you know I always wanted to use this (laughs) (laughs) and it's pride month and so I want to drop this in honor of pride you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. make it like a love song or whatever and he was just like all right, cool. I said, the only thing I had is just change the color scheme because my color scheme is going a certain way. Mm-hmm. When you look at my, you go to my Spotify, go Apple Music, mm-hmm. Tidal, wherever, you can see that all the covers are damn near the same in color scheme,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's how people know it's you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that that's the important thing about consistency is, you know, just having that brand,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
0: having that thing that like you can kind of glance at and instantly know like. Lord Goldie must have come out with this, you know, like, you know, just have, you know, it's, it's so important. And I think it's so understated, you know, Mm. and I think a lot of people who aren't that close to the industry or maybe they're just starting out, just think like, oh, I'm just going to put my photo unedited on top of like a solid color background. And that's going to be my graphic. No, you want, you want to have, you want to have your stuff look the best it can. You know, you're not, you're not necessarily just putting out things to for lack of a better term compete with uncle joe's cover band down the street you know you're Mm -hmm. trying to match your content up to the top people in your genre exactly you know if that's pop that means like taylor swift and rihanna Mm -hmm. you know like you want to have it be the best it can be and just bring across something that feels undeniably authentic and undeniably on
3: brand exactly you guys nail it
0: you know you really do yeah it's it's all like it's it's always a joy to kind of see what the next thing's gonna be yeah you you know um so kudos to you guys and i think again anybody listening out there it's very important to keep that in mind as you go and as you develop this persona this artist persona or even you know if you're non-artist you know your brand still needs to have that consistency you know on point all the time so exactly so what's next uh we, we've been on track pretty much a single a month right so what yeah. uh what do you got coming up
2: um for july i'm kind of torn in between a couple songs but mm-hmm. i'm gonna do another song with uh my producer track burners and i think uh instead of the going I started the way I started to go I think I'm gonna keep the the hype up for the ladies so mm. um July the, I don't know what is what it's gonna be because we gotta get together this week and do the song so um but just know I'm gonna keep it going for the ladies for the summer mm. you know mm. they right now they got a term uh, from Megan the star and you know, they say they call it a hot girl summer so I guess I'm gonna keep the summer for the ladies right now Damn. um after that gonna drop something in August, probably from Nate Melville. Um, and then starting our starting in August, and it's the first time I'm announcing this like publicly, we're gonna start on my live album. So basically with live instrumentation, and it won't be like in front of a live audience. So it will just be me, the band, and we're gonna hire some more players and some more singers and on um, this one we're going to just do pre-recorded songs mm-hmm. that are already done. But yeah. starting the top of next year, I'm going to build from the ground up. And so that project is going to be uh, kind of like a mixture of, I've been listening to a lot of Anderson Paak, Tyler the Creator lately, Mac Miller's mm-hmm. latest album. Um, I like all the live instrumentation on there mm-hmm. and just how they build those projects, Just just showing my artistry. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm pushing for. More lyrics, more artistry, more messages and uh, you know, still stuff to make you move and, you know, do your thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it
0: has that live and studio feel, you know, yes. that like as yes. you know, music as it's happening.
2: Right.
0: That's exciting. And thank you for announcing that on the show. I'm going right, to pump that up. That's- <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I mean, I
2: tell people in person, but publicly, publicly going somewhere and announcing it, yet yeah, is the first time.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, you heard it here first on The <laughs> Quinn Spin, if you hadn't heard it before. Live in-studio album coming right. up from Lord Goldie uh, later on uh, within the next several months.
2: Yes, it. yes. Dropping in October. All right.
0: So I want to talk a little more about the landscape. you know and your role in it as an artist you know we've talked about how these different genres are kind of coming more to prominence you Mm know pop hip-hop you know it's not just you know when you move to Nashville everyone you know from home says oh I hope you like country music but it's so not just that (laughs) anymore you know and I think once you get here and you really get to dig in and see all the all the art being created Mm -hmm. by people from all walks of life you really can appreciate that so As a native here, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see where you see your role in all of that and where you think that's going to to dig a little more on that previous idea. You know, there are going to be artists coming out of here, you know, Mm -hmm. in genres and from places that you don't necessarily expect. Where do you see all of this kind of leading Nashville, not only as this hub that Mm -hmm. it's become known as, but in the greater landscape?
2: Gotcha. Um, For myself... I kind of see myself at the forefront. Um don't matter if I do it as an artist or uh I got an opportunity coming up where I'm shadowing the A&R later on this month. Um whether I do it behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, I I'm pretty sure I'm be in the forefront like making decisions somehow some way. Um as the city man. Whew. <laughs>
0: come a long way first of all (laughs)
2: it's came a Mm -hmm. long way yo and it's just like uh, the first thing i tell people is when they come down here bro like you got to see the city outside of broadway
0: Mm -hmm. yes broadway (laughs) broadway's broadway yeah it's a good time
2: (laughs) it's a good time you You know know? if you're going down there i recommend whiskey roll or fgl house or something but you know if you're just going to tootsies or something like that like get your ass on the mumbra or division or Mm -hmm go, go highlight at black rob at weekend or minerva or something like over that. here at
0: the Fire spot too
2: yeah the Fire spot mm-hmm. get over to the Fire spot anything on five points you know what i'm saying basement east like move around get yeah. on some sites like do 615 and stuff like that to see what's going on yeah you know it's a lot of urban sites that they, they can hop on too to find the hip-hop and mm-hmm. uh, r&b soul shows and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's man. It's growing so rapidly, and some people coming down here and they taking advantage of it, and, and then some of them are just leaving and going to other places like L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, people from L.A. and New York are still coming down here rapidly, just mm-hmm. securing spots and try to make things grow. And I'm just meeting all kind of people who want to open doors and different yeah. genres for the city. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and you have
0: so many people coming here. I was um one of the artists that I've come to know. She just moved here from – she's from New York originally. I think she was in L.A. for a little bit too. But mm-hmm. she came down here to visit. Mm-hmm. And by the end of her visit, she's like, no, I just signed my lease. I've never written so many songs right. like in like a week. Right. So I, I'm moving here. I'm like – and that's how it happens. Like this place just kind of gets a hold on you. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is so accessible to meet yeah. people here. There's so much going on here. And like those larger cities like New York and L.A., it's a lot harder to meet the right people right. and to really make the right impressions, I feel like, because it's so – they're so much larger. I think, you, and I think you have more music people per capita in Nashville than anywhere else in the world. Yeah. But it's also, again, like it's not nearly as walled off as, you know, the monolith of New York City. Right. You know, in LA, I personally, I've never been to LA, but I've heard either, very similar. Yeah. yeah. I want to get out there in the next couple of years just to like, just to see. I feel like I have to, as, you know, it's one of the big three in this country, yeah. you know. But like here, it's just, you know, there is that sense of like, friendliness and southern hospitality and the fact also that most people here haven't been there their whole lives you know and they come from all different walks of life all different circumstances and they get what you're going through when you come here Mm -hmm. because they're either still doing it or they've done it you know and they can help guide you along you know so it is i think something special in that regard that like yeah you have other melting pots around the country other transient cities Mm -hmm. right but None quite like this as far as music and as far as creative arts go. I mean, you walk into this building here at home right. and you see it. You know, yeah. like you come to one of the events, like the 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 first birthday party they just had back in April, mm-hmm. and you got you have everyone under the sun here. You yeah. know, you got you have a fashion show happening in the other room, right. uh, Put on by my friend Luca De Fabio. You have live music in the big room here. You have yeah. people in the studio just kind of checking out each other's projects, mingling. like yeah, yeah mingling. <laughs> like you have everything going on all yeah. at once in the city and i think you know where we're sitting right now is a microcosm of that
2: oh yeah definitely
0: and a very important one but i love your point about broadway though because like people come here thinking that's the national experience right yes. and like sometimes people come here oh, expecting to go to broadway but hear something new mm. and they go to broadway and they hear yeah you know, wagon wheel and don't stop believing the and they're like mm-hmm. what is this i thought this place if you want the real Nashville experience, like mm-hmm. where the music's being made, you have to go to all those places you mentioned. Exactly. Demumbrian, Division, over here in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. Down uh, at the basement on 8th Ave has a lot of good shows, although, uh, you know, there's plenty of places to choose from. The basement East, you know, you have so many options available to you.
2: Even the songwriter rounds are evolving. It's You know, oh. Nashville is a big songwriter town. Mm-hmm. and uh, I guess a, a new, uh, not even new, but... uh. Uh, uh yeah it'd be new to other people i guess another first time public announcement um i just signed my first pub deal last month thank you with uh daisy j publishing um new new yeah I, well i wouldn't say they knew i guess they, they're fairly new mm-hmm. um shout out to tucker um uh where was i going with that oh so the songwriting thing so mm-hmm. it, it, it's even involving um music queen puts on one once a month called nashville's not just country music mm-hmm. and uh i was one of the first hip-hop artists to hop on there you know but it started off with just like pop r&b and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so she was trying to figure out like well how can we do this with hip-hop and luckily the past year um thanks to sarah mate children i was already doing songwriting rounds and then you know i Get my guitars to come play,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, just like this past weekend, we played one at Bell Court. You know, Rose ever there at Bell she lets us book pop rounds every now and then. I call them pop-hop because I put some hip-hop up there and some r&b you know what I'm saying. And so, with that's evolving, going to I mean, going to Bell Court, you might come to see me in the Commodore, and it'd be three country artists, and I'm the only hip-hop artist up mm-hmm. there, you know yeah. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and uh. Trying to think of where else I've been. It's been a lot of places. I've been out there in the Salt and Pepper Grill, out there at yeah. uh Bluff, Tennessee, White Bluff, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Only hip hop artists up So mm-hmm. you know, just trying to break a lot of barriers just by doing that because this is a big song right in town. And mm-hmm. then I've had so many co-writes just because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just going to a show and people are like, "Well, that's right." You know what I'm saying? And you know, normally, if I wasn't, if if Sarah had not been my first co-write. And people come to me talking about let's write. I probably would have been uncomfortable. I probably would have tried it anyway, but mm-hmm. just going to it and her being right, Let's right and me getting comfortable and figuring this thing out and I'm like, Okay, well cool, you know, maybe some big credits will come on while I'm planting these seeds
0: out here. So mm-hmm. And when when you go to those things, you know, the, the great thing about it is they're usually put on by some publishing company, some arts development company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's great to meet other songwriters, right? That's right. great in itself. But in addition to meeting those people,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you're meeting people on the business end of things right. who can maybe connect you with the right person mm-hmm. or someone who knows the right person.
2: Exactly.
0: Right? So it, it's so valuable just to go out. And even if you're not playing that night, mm-hmm. you know, like there's one that uh, we support over at True Music Room, the Top Writer Series. Um, right. And they have new songwriters every week. And it's just good to go out there and, if nothing else, just see who's playing. See who's around you. Just build those relationships. And it's so easy in this town to just like, hey, do you want to co-write? You want to, let's see if there's something here, you know? And a lot of time, you know, that's where a lot of magic happens, you know? I've seen people in my limited time here, I've been here about seven months, but I've already seen people who like, you know, I was there when they met. And then like two weeks later, I see on Instagram, oh, look who I'm co-writing with. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's that easy, you know? And it just takes, I think, going out and starting, you know, and going Mm -hmm. out and just putting your best foot forward and again just getting out from the studio from the laptop and really going out and experiencing this and just you know letting it happen i was at the five spot last night the night before we're recording this and i'm i almost didn't go out because i was tired it was after the opry (laughs) and i'm like it was hot sweaty and i'm like I, I should. I need to go. I need to go be social, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I struck up like a whole bunch of conversations there. And I, I all I had to do was just walk down the stairs and kind of join the group. And all of a sudden, like you're just talking to people about music and yeah. like their projects and your project, and it's it's that easy. Yeah. You know, it's that's what's so exciting. I think about it is like those uh, those networking opportunities. Opportunities are everywhere, and they're mm-hmm. not just you know they're not just formal. They're not just like you pay like whatever to go and wear a name tag. It's- no,
2: most of them they're free. The, mm-hmm. the mixers are a big thing here. Like I'm a I'm a member of TONS, uh, mm-hmm. which stands for the Other National Society. When mm-hmm. they throw mixers, like they throw a good mixer mm-hmm. um, home when they do their mixers. Uh, music Queen when she do her mixers, it's always majority of the time it's free alcohol,
0: mm-hmm. snacks. Yep, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm.
2: music playing and you just getting to know everybody. Yeah.
0: And you never know who's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ever, yeah. yeah. You're you're one or two degrees of separation in this town from anybody you could ever want to meet. Exactly. You know, and no matter who you are, artist, content creator, manager, promoter, any and all of the above, producer, like, there's somebody to meet mm-hmm. almost anywhere you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you know, within... I think the greater city limits on especially you know from thursday to sunday nights right you know so it's just it's just a matter of planting those seeds you know just taking those at bats and getting out there and just putting your best self out there yeah you know and i think as things continue to go in that direction you know more and more people start collaborating it's really starting to change the face of the industry Mm -hmm. right because you know for the longest time it was like okay the major labels control everything Right. But now there's this really like entrepreneurial sense of like building from the ground up. And it's happening in pretty much every genre. You -hmm. know, you just have people collaborating and doing good work together. And it doesn't really matter, you know, where they've been before that, you know, or, you know, what, you know, what two genres, maybe two people in a co-write, write Mm -hmm. write in if they're different, you know, it's just people are getting together and just trying things and creating and i think that really bodes well for you know the creative industry for the music industry because i think you know we look 10 15 20 years in the future and i think it's going to be completely different Definitely. in terms of who's in control i think the control is slowly but surely getting back into the hands of the creators
2: oh it is uh indie industry um, they said it recently it's a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um whether they get all the money Money claims or not you know Uh, what i'm saying it's a billion dollar industry and i feel like the consumers are more in control and hopefully well i ain't gonna say hopefully but the streaming the the way they're paying us now that's gonna have to go up mm and i feel like it's definitely gonna go up they're fighting about it now but
0: yeah i saw that i saw the the, they want some money back now or mm -hmm. something
2: Yeah, Spotify, get out of here, yo. (laughs) Which we're on Spotify, so I don't know if we should.
0: But for real though, like it's not like they're paying the artists that much. You know, it's like pennies on the dollar, or you know, you know, fractions on the penny. Yeah, really. You know, and it's it's just there's got to be a better way. But I think the more we use our voices, Mm -hmm. and the more we all band together, you know that that's what's going to change it. You know the the squeaky wheel gets the grease or, or whatever you know like yeah. we have to just keep on it and we just have to keep creating and just not go away
2: and if we keep talking about it and they don't keep doing about it and that's what tech is so big mm-hmm. it's somebody an artist somebody like me or you mm-hmm. can make uh, Spotify yeah and mm-hmm. Pay people more, so mm-hmm. there's gonna be more people come to our platform right than Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever. And then when they see how much of an increase we're making, and people are going away. But well, they're gonna have to find a way to compete, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to pay more. I feel like that's gonna happen. I feel like I need to go do
0: some research. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and that's like and make that happen. <laughs> but that that's a constant in tech and entertainment. I mean, look at what happened to MySpace. Mm-hmm. MySpace was the thing for a couple of years, and Facebook came along and just blew it out of the water. Out of the water. And whether or not that's a good thing now for society is mm-hmm. up for debate let us know in the comments what you think right, <laughs> but like with <right. laughs> the fact of the matter is like when facebook launched they took myspace and made it better and more people went to facebook as a result you know yeah. where it's gone since then is you know up to interpretation but in entertainment too you know i Not sure how versed you are in the pro wrestling world, but there's this new company, AEW, Mm -hmm. that's giving WWE its first legitimate competition in almost 20 years. And fewer and fewer people are going to WWE shows because they're kind of sick of the the storylines, the writing, Mm -hmm. and they're getting more of the product, the true professional wrestling product in a lot of people's minds that they want out of these other promotions. And now, with the internet and everything else, it's making it more possible to find out about these things.
2: It's kind of like, what was that uh, wrestling company in the 90s? WCW? Yes. Yeah. They was really wrestling. Uh huh. Yeah. They was throwing chairs. It was blood everywhere. Oh, ECW. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I started watching that more than you know, uh shoot, the, the Hulk Hogan, yeah, and The Rock, and all of them because mm-hmm. you know after I found out it was fake, I was just like, ah. <laughs> I mean, we kept watching it because it was entertaining and they had storylines. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. But ECW, yeah, yeah. we wanted to see. Them get down and dirty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know so.
0: and it, I mean it's entertaining no matter what You know right. it's you know, or at least it should be You know I mean it's It is what it is it's a production mm-hmm. you know And there's exactly. definitely an athletic element to it And certain things you can't fake like the gravity Like mankind mm-hmm. falling off the cell 20 feet through the exactly. table <laughs> But like exactly. yeah, you know you approach it Like any other form of entertainment you know right. people, people use that word fake to like Belittle it right it's like mm-hmm. well Game of Thrones is fake You know, and y'all cried at the end of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, but scripts. Yeah. The scripts Mm -hmm. are written better Yeah. Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) true. And then WWF. The
0: the best wrestling promos are unscripted, and they just let them go out there, and they just let them do the thing. Exactly. Yeah. We we got on that tangent, but (laughs) but yeah, but just to go to show, like, you know, if you're, you know, if your support base is getting fed up or they want something better, eventually they're going to go find something better Mm -hmm. or they're going to go create something better. Right. You know, and no matter what, like the industry is going to change, you know, and it's up to these companies to change with it. You know, you think of, you know, any company that's, you know, was once dominant in whatever field Mm -hmm. that went by the wayside, it's because they didn't evolve and they didn't innovate. Right. Right. It's going to be the same thing. You know, it's the same, it's the same song and dance, Mm -hmm. you know, Maybe just a different subject matter, maybe a different industry in terms of music and entertainment. But the fact is, no matter what industry you're in, you have to be willing to adapt to the times. Exactly. You have to be willing to listen to the people who Mm -hmm. use your platform or they're going to stop using it eventually. They're going to get fed up. And, like, I'm already hearing people, like, not using Spotify quite as much as they were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I use it all the time, you know. Um, know, We create a playlist out of it and everything every single week. But, like, eventually, like it could get to the point where that's not really a viable thing anymore. More people are going to something else, Yeah. you know, so they, they got to figure that out and they got to start paying the artists more. People need to be getting what they're worth and exactly. you know, getting what they they put in. And again, you know, it's such a powerful tool that we have at our disposal with the internet to right. continue that conversation.
3: Yeah.
0: Cause they're not going to continue it cause they don't want it to continue. Mm-mm. So it's up to us. So if you're listening out there, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. So, all right. all right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, Lord Goldie here joining us. Plenty of projects and also some live gigs coming up here Definitely. in July and beyond. So, tell us a little Definitely. bit about the live gigs.
2: Nash Up. It's a songwriters round at Alley Taps, July fourteenth. Um, hopefully, I get to slide July eighteenth at Analog to be as one of the home artists. Just submitted for that to do the shout out to Fan and Home and the analog i've always wanted to play the analog It's such a great place and uh, for y'all listening out there the analog has some dope shows also so I always go to the analog mm-hmm. um i think that's it i had one this week coming up but the guy coming down canceled on his tour so we couldn't do that one and um j- just keep on following me stuff will keep on appearing as it goes
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Where can they do that? What's uh what's Oh, you can me
2: follow for? me everywhere at Lord Goldie six one five. I'm always posting my um shows on Spotify. Well, this last month I kinda mixed it for being busy, but Spotify, Lord Goldie, I always post my shows on there. Um, hopefully Apple and stuff all that
0: get into them so I can post it on there as mm-hmm. well. Um
2: Yeah, everywhere, Lord Goldie six one five.
0: And surely they'll be hearing more about you and Underground Music Collective and the yes, being here today. So thank you so much again for joining us. Thank
2: you for having me.
0: Happy to have you, and looking forward to what the future holds here for you and for all of us.
2: Yeah, definitely here. for you guys. And uh, like I said, I'm bringing everybody our way I can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: likewise, likewise. Yeah, you'll definitely cool. as you release stuff, you know, you know, let us know. We'll, I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll push that out. We'll, I appreciate. it. We'll make it, it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. So. This is the Quinn Spin on Underground Music Collective. We're also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places. Stitcher, I think, is one as well. We're we're on nine platforms. I don't remember what some of them are as we get towards the end, but those are the big ones. (laughs) So follow us there. Uh at the beginning of the show, you heard Revel 9's All I've Become. That has been our opening theme for about five years now, and it still gets the job done. So we're gonna keep that going. Also, look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Two ends and Quinn, Two ends and Spin, The Quinn Spin. UndergroundMusicCollective.com is our central hub, and of course, you can find Underground Music Collective everywhere on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Insta. Follow the UMC 20 Spotify playlist. By the way, we feature artists on the Quinn Spin, like Lord Goldie and others who have been on the show, as well as a bunch of other indie artists from any location of any genre. And make sure you tune in. Next month, we have Elizabeth Beckwith joining, who does a lot of great things here in the Nashville community, including her Sad Girl Night. She's also a singer, songwriter, and musician in her own right. Another homie here at Helping Our Music Evolve. Our closing theme song is We Want the Night from the Mad Sugars, a Nashville-based band, also homies. So I'm going to let them take it away. So Adam, do your thing, and we'll see you next month.
3: I
1: pay rent for a shoebox where I sleep, but forget my dreams. The common sense says I should leave this all behind. Can't be treading water at 25. Paychecks here, not much left over for me But I'll call up my friends And we'll hit the streets Work so long